0: Guys, welcome back to our series called The Way, Imitating the Habits of Jesus. Curtis here, with Wyatt. Uh, we are this week tackling a new idea, not new, very old, but new for our series. It's an old called, idea. It's an old idea called Sabbath. And really the cool thing about this is it kind of culminates all of the different things we've been talking about. Silence and solitude, Bible meditation, and prayer are all going to be things that are helpful toward practicing this habit of Sabbath.
1: Yep. And man, I have grown to love this habit, but it is a little bit foreign to us if we're honest. Like I think a lot of the habits we've talked about where we read about them, we kind of know Jesus does these things and it makes sense that we should too. I think Sabbath is the one where most of us start from a spot of going like, like Sabbath. Like I thought that was Old Testament. It's over. I don't know anyone who practices Sabbath. I've never heard a sermon on Sabbath before. Like you're really going to stand here and say that we should be practicing Sabbath as followers of Jesus. And the answer is. Yes, we are going to say that. And we're going to get to why that is. But I think first, because we know this is so foreign, we just want to start with a few objections that are common when we start talking about Sabbath. And here's the first one. The first objection when somebody tells you, hey, maybe we should do Sabbath, is that we just don't see the point. Like, why do we need to do Sabbath? It's because our mindset is mostly formed from the Old Testament on Sabbath. We picture the day when Jews just didn't do anything. Like, they didn't work. They didn't They didn't uh, leave their house except to go to the synagogue. They weren't allowed to walk a certain number of steps. I mean, there's like all these rules about Sabbath. And we get to the New Testament with Jesus, and we see the Pharisees, the the evil bad guys of the story, (laughs) that they're the ones excited about Sabbath, right? They're the ones saying, like, you got to do all these things. And Jesus is the one saying, like, chill out. It's not that big of a deal. And so we feel like uh, to understand it— like, we just don't see why we would do that today. And here's what I want us to see about Sabbath. Uh, it is not mostly about what we don't do. It's what actually about what it's for, right? Sabbath is not just a list of rules. It's not just a list of, like, restrictions of things you're not allowed to do. Uh, but really, Sabbath is for resting and enjoying God's presence. So let's say so about this. it's
0: not a day for killing joy. Right. It's a I, day to steal it back exactly from the things that have
1: stolen it from you all week long. Exactly. Okay. So <laughs> is there a list of don'ts around Sabbath? Like, Yes, like there, there are things we don't do on Sabbath, but they're all for the purpose of enjoying God and resting in his presence. So think with me for a second. When I do Sabbath, this list of don'ts, like I don't work. I don't watch television. I don't use my cell phone. Uh, we don't travel. We don't make plans with friends. Like we, we have all these restrictions around what we're not going to do, but it's not just to— feel better than other people and like not do things. It is all because it's designed to say, okay, how can I experience God's presence in this day? How can I remember what he's done for me? Uh, How can I have time to pray and be in the word and be with my family and just be thankful? And that's what Sabbath is for. So what's the point? The point is to experience God's presence and rest trusting him as your father.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And I think, you know, the next thing that that comes up, and this is one that I think is actually something, it doesn't just revolve around Sabbath, but it is a killer of Sabbath in our minds, is we look at our schedule, we look at what we're doing, and it's maybe our schedule is actually filled with a lot of
1: good things. And we just think, I don't have time. So common. I mean, like, fine, you convinced me, it might be nice to do Sabbath. I just can't. But I can't, I, yeah. I can't, when would I do that? And
0: I think that's when we have to really kind of look at our schedule, look at our lives and say what things have to go in order to make this happen. I mean, there's an old saying that says, saying yes to one thing is saying no to a million other options. And really yeah. that is what we're asking you to do. It is, it's actually been proven in my life. I think that this is a hard thing to do to implement Sabbath, it's not easy. We have no get, uh, get fit quick thing here with Jesus in your relationship with God. And we're busy you, people. We are. We ask be how they're doing. Number one answer: busy. Yeah, busy, and you know, right now, I think what you have to ask yourself is, what things can I let go of in order to uh, in order to put time aside for God? You're going to have to carve time out in order to make this happen. I want to go back to the happiness chart that we started this whole series with, and when we, if we remember, and it'll be on the screen. If we remember this correctly. Uh, What we found is that you, as teenagers, uh, young people, you are statistically at the happiest time of your life. It's like all downhill from here, which is so depressing.
1: Right? (laughs) And the thing—I mean, it doesn't have to be that way. Like, it's not—we're not saying you're doomed to be less happy every year, but we are saying that. Uh, Where our culture is going right now, most people are less happy every year from the time they're 16 till they're 40. So if you don't want that to be your life, then maybe the way the world is living is not the best way to live. And the way the world is living
0: is that the older you get, the more responsibility you get. You just keep piling more and more things into your life. And I want to remind us of something we said at the beginning of this is that you are currently getting the results that your habits – are designed to produce. So we're looking at a habit that Jesus champions. We're gonna say, what does the savior say about this? So for some of us, the reality is, we're gonna to, to cut out a big chunk of our digital entertainment, or engagement. I know Wyatt and I have done that just by trying to like put down our phones for the day. Like yeah. they, they stay on the charger. We've even taken some drastic steps on preparing ourselves for that for the week by making our really nice iPhones, dumb and stupid phones, yeah. by, by making
1: them black and white. They're far less appealing. It's actually
0: made it easier to play. I mean, down. this is so
1: big. Like, I mean, before I started practicing Sabbath, I really felt like I did not have time to do it. Like how on earth am I gonna have a whole day, 24 hours where I'm not doing all the things that I'm doing? And then I looked at my week and started realizing like, Oh, I'm watching a lot of Netflix. Right, a lot. Right, like I can't actually legitimately say that I'm scrolling
0: Instagram a lot. Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm putting in five hours a night on on Fortnite. And here's the thing,
1: and this is what you asked. I mean, the habits we have now are perfectly designed to get the results we're getting. The question I had to ask myself is, is this working? Right. No, I still feel burned out, overloaded. Like I have too much to do, even though I'm doing all this time on me. I wake up tired. Yes.
0: (laughs) And, yeah. and there's a misnomer, I think, that we, we've we bought into in our culture, and it's this. I will have more free time in the future. I'm going to work hard so I can play hard later. And actually, that's not true. I mean, think about it. That statement in the past, I will have more free time in the future, should be true Today, it's if it was true in the past, it's now that today's the future from the past, right? And especially in this time of of coronavirus, of of quarantine. Like, I, I mean, Wyatt was telling me a story the other day. He's talking to a student, and they basically said, like, I have no time to do my homework, but they're n- not at school. Like, things are yeah, my, bit more why? time. And then they but they also say in the same breath, like, but I stayed up last night till 4 a.m. playing video games mm. or scrolling Instagram. you're like, and like hmm. what? Um, and so we've been given so much free time and somehow we seem to have less of it. Yeah. And that's because we will inevitably, if we don't guard our time, we'll just fill it with meaningless, trivial things that are not life-giving, but literally are sucking the life from us. So let me indulge you for a minute. Maybe you're like, Curtis, no, you don't understand me. I'm, I'm, not, watching I'm, Netflix. Not, I'm not watching Netflix. I only watch Pure Flix. I watch <laughs> Chosen. Uh, I just watched I Can Only Imagine the other day. Uh, I watched Still God's True. Not Dead. This is Um, not wasted time. It's not wasted time. (laughs) My time is only full of good things. In fact, you know, some people have heard this. They go, I don't use the word busy. I'm not busy. My life is full. Because it's only full of good things, right? Um, And you don't currently have time for Sabbath in your schedule. I'm going to tell you something. This is revealing to me and to anybody else and to God that you are on the road to burnout. Because Sabbath is, in its essence, a gift of rest from God. Uh, And it's not a curse of boredom or laziness. We have to recenter this. It's so counter
1: to our American culture. Like we have this American culture of hard work is always good. The person who works the hardest is the most successful, gets the most benefit from that. Like just the more work, the better. And God really speaks to that and says, look, work is good. Rest Mm -hmm. is good too. You need both. Uh, and so when you're saying, I don't have time, I think we really want you to just look honestly mm-hmm. at your life and say, maybe your time is going to the wrong things. Right. Here's the third objection that people have. Um, and we're actually going to start getting into some texts here. Uh, the third objection is this. It's like, hey, didn't Jesus abolish Sabbath? Like, I remember him saying some things about like Sabbath, uh, you know, not... Uh, that man's not made for Sabbath. I remember him, like, you know, when the Pharisees get all upset with him about Sabbath, he shuts them down. So doesn't Jesus get rid of this? And and here's the thing. This is actually just a misconception. Jesus never abolishes Sabbath. He never even really speaks negatively about Sabbath. What Jesus speaks negatively about is the Pharisees' legalistic ideas around Sabbath. Jesus doesn't
0: abolish the Sabbath because he doesn't abolish the Ten Commandments of which the Sabbath is one. In fact, he actually
1: says, I did not come to abolish what God has said, right? So, okay, so here's the thing. So Jesus... It, newsflash, practiced the Sabbath. <gasps> this should not crazy. be shocking. Wow. He was a Jewish yes. man who lived in the first century in a Jewish community. He practiced the Sabbath. And you don't have to just take my word for it. The Bible tells us. I mean, in yeah. Luke four thirteen, 13 and, and a number of other passages, what it says is that on the Sabbath, Jesus is doing what all the other Jews are doing. He's in the synagogue teaching and learning. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is not protesting outside. He's not saying the Sabbath is wrong. He's He is practicing Sabbath. So first, right. Jesus practices Sabbath. Uh, but... What he doesn't do is he doesn't accept all the legalistic rules around Sabbath. So he he violates kind of the cultural expectations. He heals people on the Sabbath. So there's this one story in particular that I think this misconception mostly comes from. And it's told in a few different places. But we're going to look at Mark chapter 2, 23 to 37. Mm-hmm. And, and here is what happens. It says, one Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields. And as his disciples walked along, they began to pick some heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, look, why are they doing what is un lawful on the sabbath okay do you get it so jesus with his disciples they're hungry they are having a snack on the sabbath and the pharisees see this and they're like you're breaking all the rules you're mm. working on the Not sabbath like it's second breakfast yes, yes they're hungry yeah. now jesus goes all bible ninja on them and he shares this story from the old testament he says have you ever read what david did when he is a com- when he and his companions were hungry and in need in the days of abiathar you know abiathar uh, He entered the house of God and ate the consecrated bread, which is lawful only for priests to eat, and he also gave some to his companions. Now, how on earth is this a response to the Sabbath? Uh, Here's what he's saying. He's saying, look... There's rules around what you should and shouldn't do, but there's also exceptions. Like when David and his men were starving, guess what? They ate holy bread, which normally is not a good thing to do, but uh, these rules that God gives us, they're for our good, they're for our thriving. And so it doesn't make sense to starve to death rather than eat the consecrated the consecrated bread. And Jesus is saying, this is what I'm doing. Look, my disciples are hungry. Uh, these rules are for our good, for our benefit. It's okay to eat on the Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, and, and so... Uh, this is where we get this classic line from Jesus, the one that has confused us. This is how he closes his response. He says this, Then he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. And, and so he says this, this wonderful line that most of us have heard. And yet we often only listen to the second half. We only listen to the part where Jesus says that man is not made for the Sabbath and we're like, Sabbath over. Great. Yeah, like we're, we're not, yeah, like Jesus Check, let please. us off the hook. Like right. let's move on to Netflix. And, uh, and the thing is, we missed the first part. The Sabbath was made for man. Get this, mm. Jesus believes that Sabbath Is a gift from God to you. God made it for us, for our good, for our enjoyment, for us to be able to thrive. This is what Jesus believes about Sabbath. And this is why we're doing a message on the house of Jesus and Sabbath.
0: Well, it's interesting too, because he says, I'm the Lord of the Sabbath, which is the exact opposite of I came to get rid of it. He's like, now I
1: rule over it. Right. I'm the fulfillment. (laughs) I'm the fulfillment. Uh Yeah. And and this idea of rest, I mean, Jesus is saying it's ultimately found in me. Like I came so that you can have life and abundance and rest. Right.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think I love that he says that the Sabbath was made for man. Like if you go all the way back to Genesis one, you look at the creation story. Something that was interesting that was said uh, in, in a book that I've been reading about Sabbath was that if you look at the creation story, even the first six days, God works. And then he rests and he creates man on the sixth day and immediately man opens his eyes. He's like, guess what? You get to rest before you work. He's one day old. It's crazy, right? You get to rest.
1: Yeah. So let's talk about what this actually looks like. Uh, And I think, um, you know, we're not Jews living in the Old Testament. We're not uh, first century Christians. Like we live today and here. And so what does it look like to actually practice Sabbath? Um, You know, my story with this, maybe a few years ago, I just started to realize that my addiction to technology, my pace of life, like the pace of life at our family, like it just wasn't working out. And I started to kind of fool around with some ideas of of how to change that. Maybe for a while, you guys remember walking me. I, I walked around with just my Apple Watch on and no phone because I just wanted to get my phone notifications out of my life. You were a freak for a while, bro. Like just I still is. Uh, yeah. Weird. <laughs> uh, you know, now I have a dumb phone, um, but I think. What I realized uh, about a year ago when I started reading about Sabbath was that this is the thing that my life is missing. Like mm. this, this designed pattern of life where you intentionally rest and disconnect. Like it's amazing that my life is missing the thing that God created for us. And we've been ignoring, like, it's so, it's so incredible that God has been saying this from the beginning and I was completely ignoring it. And it was the exact thing that my life needed. And so when we came back from my sabbatical in May, that's when we actually started doing a weekly Sabbath. So for our family, there's one day a week, it's Thursday at six to Friday at six. And that is our Sabbath. And we intentionally turn off our phones and put them in another room. We don't even check them. Uh, You know, we don't watch any media. We enjoy, Uh, our favorite food. We enjoy time together as a family. Like we say no to work and to chores and to everything. And we just, we remove anything in our life Mm -hmm. that is not going to help us enjoy God's presence and be thankful for that. And it has been massive. I love it. And I think it's just so quickly, it was easy to see that this is a good thing. This is a yeah. gift from God. Yeah. Uh, so that's what it's been looking like for us. What about you?
0: So, you know, for my family, we started doing this around the same time that you were, but you were like stuck in on some island yeah. somewhere, yeah. like doing a Gilligan thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and I started reading a book that you had been reading, which was the ruthless elimination of hurry by John Mark Comer. So if you're looking for a good book to read on that, that's one um, that kind of goes over this whole series that we've been doing. Uh, and then also Jeff Bethke's book is called To Hell with the Hustle, or for those of you that are more sensitive, To Heck with the Hustle. To heck with the hustle. Um, but realistically, my why for for the Sabbath right now uh, on this side of like learning to practice it and starting to implement it, and we're by no means perfect at it in our family. We're still working on what it looks like for us is realistically, I look back on who I was before I started implementing this and realize how much I don't want to go back to that pace of life. I don't want it. Um, and so for us, it's very similar time frame. Thursday night at dinner is when we start. We play family games. We light two candles. My kids do them. They they say Shabbat, which is the, the Hebrew word for Sabbath. Uh, just means rest. And then Shalom, which is this idea of peace or completeness, wholeness. Um, Friday, our phones stay on the charger. Uh, we have family time. We go to the lake, uh, cause we live in Lake Stevens, play games. Now, for me, I know this maybe doesn't fit the categories you put earlier, but like I mow the lawn because that brings me rest. I love a, the fresh cut smell of grass and like the lines on the lawn. It brings me rest and, and a relaxation. We listen to podcasts. We read actually ends on Friday night, um, uh, with like charcuterie board type finger foods. My wife yep. makes garlic popcorn for the kids and we watch a family movie. Um, and we just really enjoy time together. Um, and this is typically done from Thursday into Friday, but from time to time, you know, an event comes up that I can't get out of, uh, at church or my, my wife is working on Friday. And so we change it and we do Friday to Saturday. We're actually not legalistic about the date, but we are committed to having it
1: weekly. And yeah, that concept is so huge. I mean, it- there's all these rules, but it's not about the rules, right? right. For us, we have implemented some things to help us rest and enjoy God's presence. It's, it's going about to freedom. For you. It's yeah. not
0: about slavery to something. It's about being free and and, and
1: restoring ourselves. We're not students. Yeah. We don't live with our parents. Uh, so for, for a student, like, what do you think it might look like for them to start? Yeah, I I
0: get this idea in my mind of like, if you've ever gone to workout, whether it's like, I'm going to start running and I'm going to run a four minute mile, which kudos to you. Um, you know, I'm going to run a four minute mile or I'm going to, I'm going to lift 200 pounds on a bench press 200 pounds. When you start something like that, if you go on the treadmill the first day and try to run a four minute mile, uh, I got to be honest with you, you're going to give up you are going to get so gassed in that first minute sprinting that you are going to give up you're not going to be able to complete it it's same thing if you go into the gym in the first day you're trying to rep just like i'm going to i'm going to max out every time like there's a time and place for that but if that's how you're trying to be able to lift more weight you're going to give up rather quickly. You actually have to do small increments, small steps, um, lots of reps, right? And so the same thing is true with this idea of implementing Sabbath. You're implementing a new idea, a new practice in your life. And so you need to do small steps to build this new spiritual muscle group. And so for, for me, what I would tell you guys as students, maybe as parents, leaders, is make a list of the things that need to be in place for Sabbath to be a rest for you. Earlier, we talked about things that you're going to have to like cut out of that day. We're not gonna do these things because they will rob us of this opportunity. And also you're gonna have to start making a list. And this is what we're gonna encourage you to do right now is take out a piece of paper, grab your phone, whatever, and start making a list of the things that you want to implement in your Sabbath day of rest. What are those things that you wanna do? We gave you some examples of things that we wanna do. Also make, it, make a list of things that you're not going to allow to creep in and steal it from you. And then what we want you to do is this weekly, employ one of those things. Every week, you're gonna add one new thing and you're just gonna kind of compound it every week. And it's gonna take time. We're four or five months into this and we are still not perfect at this practice. But every week we learn a little more and that's what we want you guys to do.
1: And maybe you need to start small. I mean, maybe it's just one evening. You're gonna yeah. say like, I'm gonna put my phone off. I'm gonna completely disconnect. I'm gonna open up my Bible. I'm just gonna spend some time being in God's presence and, and just see what God does with that. Um, Here's what I want to ask you. Uh, Are you satisfied where your life is at right now? We've asked this question a number of times. Uh, Do you feel overly busy? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are you, just, you know, anxiety, stress, all this stuff? Like, do you have that? Because I think this is the practice that Jesus gives us to help us live a, a more paced, a more sustainable life. And so if that sounds good to you, then our encouragement is take a look at Sabbath, take a look at what Jesus gives us here, and let's see if God doesn't use this us to really transform our lives. See